0: Hello, and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso, and this show is meant to help you make creativity the filter for your life, redefine your relationship with fear by taking it out of the driver's seat, step more fully into the essence of who you are, and claim your right to have a dream and take up space. Today, I have a great guest for you who will give you tips on how to reinvent yourself, work creatively with your romantic partner, and find imaginative ways to express yourself during quarantine. But before we dive in, I want to ask you a favor. If you love the show and it has helped you, please consider leaving it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Doing this takes less than two minutes. It really helps bring the show visibility, push it up the charts, and ultimately helps it connect with more people and put more creativity out into the world. Also consider sharing the show on your Instagram stories or on Twitter. Tag the guest at Unleash Your Inner Creative and at Lauren LaGrasso, and I will repost to share my gratitude. Word of mouth is very important, so if you like what you hear, please share it. Now to the guest. Her name is Beth Weiss, and she's best known for her appearance and marriage on the hit reality show, Married at First Sight on Lifetime, and for being a personality on Married at First Sight, Couples Cam. In addition, she's a creative spirit, a beauty industry guru, and an expert in authenticity. What you see is what you get with Beth, and that's why I'm so excited to share her with you. Creativity doesn't just exist in your career. It's in your thinking and in your choices. This is what I'm talking about when I say make it the filter for your life. Beth takes us through her entire creative journey, starting with her passion for and career in hair and makeup, going into the very unique way she chose her life partner, and finally delving into her career reinvention, where she and her husband, Jamie, have worked together to become this powerful video and content creation team. Today you're going to learn what it means to break your own rules and the power that comes along with that. The merit of taking the more difficult path, how to maintain your identity and independence in a relationship while still building the partnership, and how to successfully work on creative projects with your significant other. She brings such a fun energy to the show. I love her and I know you will too. Now here she is, Beth Vice. Amazing. Well, Beth, I'm so happy to meet you. I've heard so many amazing things about you from our mutual friend, Paria, and I've been wow. stalking your Instagram. So thank you for being on the show.
1: I was doing that too. Oh my God, I love Paria. She's one of my favorite humans in me the too. whole world. That's so awesome. But So any friend of Paria is a friend of mine. Same here. Whenever she brings anyone
0: to me, I don't even like look them up because I know they're going to be amazing. So I'm like, yes, of course we're taking them. Was- we're going to have a conversation. So yes, I know that awful. you're in that camp as well. I kind of like to start at the beginning because I do think creativity is deeply connected to the inner child. So I'm wondering, what did you want to be growing up? And it's kind of a two partner. Was your household friendly to like creative aspirations and dreams?
1: Oh, yes. So, you know, from the beginning, my brain always just was like, how can I show you guys what I'm thinking right now? I I remember when I was young, I always wanted to paint and stuff. And I was always asking my parents for like art supplies. And that's where it grew. And my parents were super supportive of it. They even let me like paint on my walls in my room. So like, they would let me just have free range over that. And so I could say my parents were really supportive of that. Surprisingly though, they're very like business mindset. So the creativity, I don't know quite where that comes from in my family because my siblings aren't really like that. And my parents aren't like that. But that's okay. There's always a black sheet. Um, <laughs> but coming out of school, like high school, I knew I wanted to be in the beauty industry. I was constantly doing my makeup at school and my friends always wanted me to do their makeup. Like I remember when prom came around, I actually was doing girls makeup for prom and then come to find out later down the road, people pay a lot of money for that. And I go, Oh yeah. (laughs) So, and I always had the fun makeup at school. Like I would always put like rhinestones on my eyes and stuff. And I knew like I was more into the magazines than I was into like my books at school. So I actually graduated early and I went straight into hair school because I knew that's what I wanted to do. So, you know, from there, I stayed really true to my industry and I never shied away from what I wanted to do. I just knew everything that I was going to be doing, it was going to be evolved around beauty. That was my main focus. So I went from doing hair for eight years and I won best of Charlotte, best hairstylist too. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, you know, so once I achieved that and I, I started wanting to dig a little bit harder into the industry. And so I went on to, um, working as an account executive for a brand management company for hair so i was working directly with salons and professionals so around that time frame that's when i got married at first sight. <laughs> I'm telling you guys the whole story. This is like a-
0: No, this is good. Journey. Now um, we're getting a good t- a frame of reference for what's going yeah, on Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, this is how, I'm going to tell you how we ended up here today. Yes. So basically my husband and I met on this show and, you know, we we're adventurous. We wanted to get up Charlotte. So immediately we decided we wanted to move to California and he works in technology. So we ended up picking San Francisco and he got a job out there. And so, you know, here we come fresh, ready to take on San Francisco, I'm going to go try to work in flagship salons or work more into the business side of things. And then six months into it, you know, we get adjusted, I'm starting to get through job interviews, and I'm getting really far along. And then March 13th happened, you know, everything just stopped. Interviews stopped his work from home immediately because he worked in Silicon Valley. And the beauty industry just stopped here. Nothing else was happening. And I'm sure um, a lot of people saw that in larger cities like New York and LA and San Francisco and things like that. So once that all stopped, I had to really sit down. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm just sitting at home like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So my husband was super encouraging. He's like, Mm -hmm. go out there, get on YouTube, try something. Like, You have all this knowledge. And so one day I just picked up a kit of one of my estheticians sent me a facial kit and I'm just like, okay, I'll just play with this on Instagram. So I did an IGTV and that kind of just took off. And that's what motivated me the most. I was like, okay, cool. So then I just started to create more and more and he was editing my videos and I'm like, he was so busy at work and I go, I can't wait around for you to edit my footage. Show me how to do this. Showed me the program. And ever since then, it's been nothing but a nerd inside of a computer playing <laughs> video editing. I'm like, what else can we go? I even went as far as getting him a drone. Um, wow. for his so, I mean, we have a really good dynamic too. So you want to talk about love and creating. That's the coolest thing about us right now is that we've created a huge team for ourselves. He like, helps me learn all this technology between him shooting and putting like content together. Every morning I wake up, I'm like, This is what we're going to do
0: today. I got it. So that's really cool. Oh my gosh. Well, so much to break down from your biography here.
1: That's how we are here today. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So this is how we've arrived. So, number one, like, you totally reinvented yourself primarily out of necessity, but it seems like it was also calling you for some sort of reinvention. So Mm -hmm. what was that process like? I mean, you did explain it, but like emotionally, what was going on with you when you decided to reinvent yourself and what would be your tips for somebody else in a similar scenario, especially during this COVID time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you took somebody who's creative, who's working with people every single day who are like-minded as well. And all of a sudden that just turns off and you don't know where to put any of that. And that's like putting a butterfly in a jar and they just start slowly suffocating. So you got to figure out how to get yourself out of that. And unfortunately with COVID, you know, technology was our best friend. My husband's in technology. So he really, really pushed me to put, to take, he saw me suffering. I mean, I was crying, girl. I literally got my dream of living in San Francisco and people wanted to talk to me. and I was getting through interviews and I go, oh my God, I actually see the light of this dream coming true. And I mean, tears, like I couldn't tell you how many times I've sat down and cried over the beauty industry right now, but I knew like there's other things to do in beauty and that's what you have to realize. There's other ways to, to, to express yourself and to get this information out to people. And so that's just, what's really motivated me. So basically like you Kept your
0: dream, but you had to take it in and say, like, how can I make this work for the current landscape that I am in and that the whole world is in? So you took your dream and, like, a good way to maybe reinvent yourself is taking what you already wanted to do and seeing how you can make it work with the tools you have right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Basically, because I don't give up. And I don't. You don't seem like someone that gives up in life. No, I'm not giving up in life. And that's what I want to tell everyone out there: don't give up. Keep going. You got to push through. You're going to get. Some dark times. It's going to get hard. Right now is the time to just do things. We're in a world of no rules right now in this realm. So just get out there and go. No one's wrong. No one's right now out there with creating things and expressing yourself and what I tell people is show everybody what you can do. Show everybody what's inside of your imagination and put it into play.
0: And what I love about you is like, it would have been super easy for you to just go the straight influencer route to do a bunch of ads and just make that your everyday thing. But what you're really focused on is like being a true creative, teaching yourself how to edit, teaching yourself how to create stories and figure that Mm -hmm. out. Like why has that path been so important to you? And What is the merit in taking the more difficult path?
1: I probably will get a lot of backlash for this, but do you know what? I speak for my soul and I'm going to say I was doing these ads and don't get me wrong. It's great money. Do not get me wrong about that, but it was not fulfilling. And, you know, clearly if I was into something for money, I would have gone and worked in medical. I would have gone and worked and my dad has a technology company. I could go and do that. That's the easy way out, but that's not me and that's not fulfilling. And so with the ads, I was sitting there talking to my husband, Jamie, and I go, I don't feel good about this. This doesn't feel right. People don't need this stuff. Eventually like, I've had to put my foot down and working on the last few contracts, but I'm like, I'm not an infomercial. I don't like that whole influencer thing. I feel like it's a box. It is. And
0: I think unless it's something you genuinely love, like that's a totally different thing. Cause then it's like recommending a product to a girlfriend. Like you love doing that. You've done that mm-hmm. since you're in high school and you're doing other people's makeup. Like that's a completely different route than like being like, buy this toaster. I don't know. Maybe yes. it's a great toaster, but you know, it's like when something's not authentic to you, people can feel that. But more importantly, mm-hmm. you feel like you're dying inside because you as do. a true creative, that is, that's like stepping on your soul or something. Mm-hmm. So if somebody out there is in like, it doesn't have to be an influencer, but if somebody out there is in some sort of like equally soul crushing work environment, what would be your advice on how they can take off the golden handcuffs and go toward whatever it is they're actually passionate about?
1: You know, that's a great question. I think if you are in a position where you are finding yourself a little bit depressed or in a darker place when you're not in something that's filling your soul, The best thing I can do is don't just go to your job or don't just quit tomorrow. Start thinking of an exit plan. Start thinking of your next path because when you start doing that you start putting that out there, you find yourself gravitating towards that path. And the next thing you know, you're there. And I've been in a job position where it was sucking my life out of me and I was working a lot and that's exactly what I did. I manifested on it. And I put it out there and I didn't go quit the next day. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do my job here. I'm gonna keep looking for other jobs while I'm here. I'm gonna start finding stuff that I like. And that's what happened.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. And you know, the best advice I think I ever got with a day job is my friend Raina said, This is not my job. They're my investor. She goes, every good company needs a great investor. And so right now, this particular entity that I'm working for is my investor. And I'm grateful for them for that because they're investing in my future company that I will have on my own. And so I think when you can flip that frame of reference from, oh my gosh, this is a thing that's holding me down and that's making me downtrodden and depressed to they're investing in me, it changes the power dynamic to make it more equal
1: exactly. People don't realize that we all just didn't one day wake up with our dream careers or our dream lives. You didn't see someone up until 12 or one o'clock editing their videos because they were at their nine to five. You didn't see someone taking their whole weekend. Like my husband on his weekends, I mean, he dives into making footage. We have so much fun with it. And he wishes that he had more time for it during the week because, you know, eventually he does want to go just more onto creating his own stuff. So people need to realize like you got to put that work in though, but it's worth it. It really is.
0: So worth it. And I'm curious because you've been teaching yourself to edit. Of course, the greatest skill is learning to actually edit. But like, what have you learned about yourself from learning this new skill at this point in your life?
1: That <sighs> I have, I have a vision. I knew I could paint. And I knew that I could talk to people and tell a story. But what I didn't know is that I could take the way I see a city or the way I see my hike and put it into a visual image for people and to give them that visual satisfaction. So that's like something that has woken my senses up and has made me eager to wake up every morning. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do today? Like What can I film? I am even on YouTube and watching movies and stuff, I'm like, now I'm more interested how they got the shot, not much. So it's like going on in the shot.
0: I love that. And I, I just want to point something out because maybe not everybody's going to be watching this, but for anyone who's listening, she has like a childlike wonder when she's talking about these things. And I think when we talk about whatever it is that lights us up, whatever our creativity is... If you notice that you just feel like a little kid when you're talking about it, that you have that much excitement, that your eyes get bright and your heart gets open and you want to talk with your hands because you're so excited, (laughs) that's a really good indicator that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing.
1: Does that happen? I don't know. I don't see myself. You were so excited. Like it
0: was actually, it made me really joyful to watch you talk about that because I'm like, oh man, like she's so happy. And life can be this good for
1: all of us if we actually choose to follow what's on our heart. Yeah. Cancel all that background noise, get rid of all of that and dial into yourself. I have women that reach out to me every single day and they're like, oh my gosh, how are you staying so positive? How are you doing all this? And I'm like, just dial in and focus on yourself right now because we are in the middle of a pandemic there's not a lot of positive things going on outside of our four walls. So protect your realm right now because you can outside of it. Totally. And
0: I'm curious because you do work with your partner, like what have been the benefits and drawbacks of that? And what are your tips to other people? Cause my dream is to find somebody that I can do my creative projects with. So I'm like, I'm putting it out there. It I'm trying out. to manifest it. <laughs> <laughs> we're swirling it around the universe. Yes. Um, we're mixing in a pot here. Yes. Yes. But I want to know like how you guys make it work and
1: what are your tips for other people on doing the same thing? First of all, it's not it's not all glamorous working together. Like we do butt heads sometimes and that's totally okay. Two perfectionists together. You'll notice that too. When you work with someone,
0: mm-hmm. we create
1: content. Typically most of us are perfectionists or when you're doing creative things, you're like, no, I want it this way. This way I see it. So you will butt heads, but you have to respect each other in that manner. Both of you have a vision. And if you mix that vision together, you actually come out with something a lot cooler, but A lot of the positive things is like now on our weekends, we actually are doing stuff that we both like together. So like last night we were in downtown Santa Barbara on the beach, flying the drone around. We weren't doing anything. We were just like flying around being nerds. And we didn't realize like an hour and a half had passed and we're just like out here hanging out. But we were doing something that we like to do. That's the fun part about it is that no matter what you're Always going to be able to have stuff and I'm like, well, let's go do this. Or hey, you want to sit down and just throw a Q&A out together? That's going to be fun.
0: So cute. Like I love that you didn't notice that an hour and a half had passed, flying your little drone.
1: We <laughs> did. we were being such nerds. We were flying over the piers and over the water trying to look for like animals and stuff. Cause you know, like, where do you live at? Are you Well, I
0: usually live in Los Angeles. I'm in Detroit through the end of the year, though.
1: My parents are here. I could totally respect that, by the way. I didn't want to be in LA either right now. I love LA, which is why we're here in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, though, is like heaven.
0: And I like LA so much. Like, I've really learned to like it. It's been a love-hate relationship. But I feel like we finally got to a good place. We went to couples counseling. (laughs) We're we're managing, you know? Like, we've learned to coexist and love each other in our own special way. But right now, I don't know what's happening there.
1: (laughs) I could tell you... Not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not- basically, and I live
0: alone when I'm not with my parents. So I would have had to be in complete isolation, not even seeing people outside. So I'm glad I'm at the end of my 14 day quarantine now. So I can actually be with my parents again and everything. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. God, that is, that's really hard. You know, Jamie and I, we actually got COVID together. You dubbed. What was that I've like? Never talked about this out loud. I've only talked about this on couples cam. This is like the first time I've ever said this in public. Yes. Wow. Jamie and I got COVID together, and our joke in our house now is we are ride or die. When one goes down, we're both going down. When one gets COVID, we both get COVID. That's how we do it. So, what was it like? Like, how did you experience it? How did you take care of each other through that? So unfortunately, this is my fault. I like feel so bad because I threw a fit to go home and see my parents. I hadn't seen them in six months. I needed to go home. Horrible idea, by the way. If you guys are feeling like you gotta go do that, don't do it. It's not worth it. Unfortunately, we caught it through the family. Like it spread like wildfire in our family, and before we could even get out of there, we had already been exposed to it. So we caught COVID. We tested negative before we went home. I can tell you that much. We tested negative before we went home. By time we got home, we were down, man, down. Like Saturday night, we flew home. By Saturday night, I felt like I jet lagged. Jamie just said he felt like. Perious. And when you say home, you mean back home to yes, Southern got- California. Yes, this is why I tell people stay home. Like, do not fly, no matter what you do. Like, this is the problem. Okay, just like everyone, just stay home. Nobody knows the rules of this yet. You could test negative and you still have been exposed to it. And you haven't shown like positive on a test yet. It happens Laid on the couch and just took turns taking the dogs out periodically. It was just, a. it was hard. I would never, I think like if you wish COVID only three people, I know maybe that's how bad it is. Um, and I'm sure we all want to say that, and I'm sure we all kind of listen. It, but you know, um, anyways, it was just really hard. I mean, we could barely take care of each other. Uh,
0: wow, I'm so happy you're okay, and your family's all okay, and everyone's recovered. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, everyone recovered, but that's not the case for every family. So, guys,
0: just stay home. Yeah, stay, home stay like staying home is best. Or if you do, for some reason, like absolutely have to travel, do the 14, 15 day quarantine and like yes. lock exactly. it down. Yeah, I COVID like, tested know, before I was
1: for a while. So, it yeah, wasn't like,
0: I, I'm enough. not doing joy trips. You know, I, I don't think that that's, we can't do that right now. Unfortunately, it sucks because, like, everybody deserves to see their mm-hmm. family. And it, it's so hard to tell people, no, don't do this. You know, do something that's completely unnatural, which is not see the people you love. It's just so
1: weird. Yeah.
0: We're being asked to be less human right now. And I get it. It's so that we can stay alive, but it's, it's very difficult. So we do have to acknowledge that, but I appreciate your bravery and like talking about it because it's not easy.
1: No, it's not. I mean, like the amount of just hate coming from that. I mean, you know, we didn't want to hide it. We wanted everybody to say we were Like, this is not a hoax. Like, this is real. So we allowed Lifetime to film that, and we had just wanted to get the message out that this is not a joke. This really happened, and we were stupid, and I was a brat about everything, and I should not have been that way. But, you know, we're we're good. That's why we moved to Santa Barbara, too, because at least here, there's very spacious hikes and stuff. There's the beaches you can be out on, and that's about it, so... (laughs) But hey, those are two really good things. Mountains and beaches. We'll take them.
0: Okay. Tell me about this move. You recently moved there. I think there was like a period in my t- my life where I w- had been living in the same apartment for a while. I'm like, if I don't move, like nothing in my life is ever going to change. I actually know I have to physically move in order to become like more creative at the time I was like in a relationship that I felt like maybe needed to break up. So I'm like, maybe this like move will give me the courage to like get out of that relationship. I I knew I needed to leave a job. So like I made that move. And then within months, all these things started changing and shifting in my life. I'm curious if you've had a similar experience with moving from the Bay area to Santa Barbara, like what has shifted for you personally, creatively in your relationship from taking that chance and moving?
1: Oh man, yeah, this it's been nothing but really great things, I think, for myself and for my husband, and both of us together. You know, he worked in Silicon Valley. He wants to really technically live there and, and pay those outrageous prices. Like no one. So <laughs> that's when we decided. We're like, well, let's just, if you both working from home, we can't even walk on the sidewalk here without being single file. So Let's go spread our wings. And that's another reason why we moved here. We wanted to create more. And we wanted to be able to go places to do that Um, safely, of course. So that's what inspired us to move. And we're like, man, we can live wherever we want to. Like, let's go live somewhere really cool. So Jamie kept saying Santa Barbara. I wanted Lake Tahoe, to be honest with you. (laughs) But he got to be in Santa Barbara, and it ended up being like the Charleston of California, which is I don't know if you've ever been to Charleston. Never or not. been. But is that where you're from? Yeah, we're from the Carolinas. Okay. Yeah. So it, when I say this out loud, people are gonna know what I'm talking about. It's the Charleston of California, guys. It's so cute. It's like a breath of fresh air here. I've always been a city girl. I've been in the city of Charlotte and San Francisco for like six, seven years of my life. So like, weight's been taken off my shoulders. I'm driving down the road. I find myself trying to rush. I'm like, wait, where am I rushing to? So it's definitely been like really nice for my soul to just take a breath of fresh air out here. No city buildings, no sirens, no high-paced traffic. It's just all really calm around here. And it's been able to open my creative portals a little more.
0: Yeah, Santa Barbara's magical.
1: I'm, there's a lot of cute places around here. I would do staycations, but they're not open. Okay. Yes. So we're going to get through this, guys. Someday. Someday it's going to happen. Yes. yes, we are. I keep just every month. I'm like, it's going to be a few more months, guys. That's it. <laughs> just oh a few God. more months. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> I'm going to book the trip because it's only going to be a few more months. <laughs> I like how it's a parody of like talking to myself before I moved to San Francisco. And I think it would be so funny to hear the things that were coming out of my mouth when I was getting ready to move to California versus what the reality is right now. It's so oh my funny.
0: gosh. Well, it's insane too, because I was watching and doing preparation for this interview. I watched a video that you put out on the 12th of March. So you literally put it out the day before all of this really hit in a big way. And I'm just like, wow. They, they had no idea. Just looking at the hope on your faces. Oh,
1: no, I think I'm about to go meet friends. Yeah. <laughs> You're like talking about your one-year anniversary. I'm like, oh gosh, you don't know. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's such a great thing to like point out. I might have to go back and re-watch that now, actually. Thank you for reminding me. Oh my God, you should. It was a really cute video and super fun. And then I'm
0: like, what did you end up doing on your one-year anniversary?
1: We just... Stayed at home and I think cooked dinner at home and watched a
0: movie. We didn't really do any. It was sad yeah, because
1: everything I- was so scary then. It was yeah, so you're like
0: I don't even know if gifts. I can be outside
1: and breathe. Okay, like what's happening? Right, like we didn't even get each other gifts because by the time we realized like what's going on, everything was like a month to get shipped anywhere. And I was like, babe, I can't. Here's a card. <laughs> so like, and, it- and even then, I could barely even get him a card. I think I like handmade it for him or something because. We couldn't even like, we went to the grocery store we're right on top of each other because you didn't know what was going on then.
0: Right. No toilet paper. I mean, forget a card. We can't even get toilet paper, man.
1: (laughs) I think... Just a couple was right, like before Thanksgiving, I was actually pushing him. We got to go get toilet paper. They're running out. And then they actually were running out. Luckily, we found like a couple rolls, but they really were running out of toilet paper. I can't believe people did that again.
0: I'm like, guys, nothing's going to happen. We're going to be able to wipe our butts. Let's move on. We don't need to do this again. Why is this happening again?
1: toilet paper for it's not probably we need to talk about it I guess
0: your diet yeah I'm I'm honestly I'm concerned about your digestive tract let's get into it okay so like let's talk about couples cam because you're your own camera person you are filming yourselves I want to know first of all what like we've talked a bit about it but what that experience has been like and what it's taught you about what a truly powerful story requires because like you're really learning a lot about storytelling and producing right now
1: yeah, I, I I hope all of us are. I know I definitely am. But at first, when they made like we're like, hey, we're gonna do a self shot show. We're like, oh, okay, we're just gonna be sitting in our houses. <laughs> okay. But as times grown, like now, I want to put more and more energy to it. I'm like, all right, what's next? Like, what can we do now? Like, how extreme can we get? Can we got like paragliding off a cliff. Can y'all see that? <laughs> But it's been really fun. It opens up your creative portals. You can tell a story and you have the power to do that. Like you can sit, you talk back and forth to producers. They're not in your house. So they're going off what you're telling them, what's happening in your life. And so I'm like, wait, we can just tell you anything. Why don't we, want? we can just do anything? Oh, I went miming on a street and-
0: Miming? Like mining?
1: Yeah, I went miming. I what like, was that like? It was a lot of fun, but made am really nervous. I, <laughs> I don't know. It was really scary. I don't know. It was just, I didn't know what I was doing, but I've been trying. It's a really funny episode, but, and then we thought our house was haunted when we moved in. So we've been doing like a haunted house tour. And it's, it, this next wave of the series, we really ca- went above and beyond Like but the move was dramatic in itself. I can't even get into that because of course, you know, I watched the show for that, but.
0: Can you, can you give us a little tease of the drama of the move?
1: California doesn't want you to leave. That's for sure. That's how hard it is to try to move. There's, there was a moving truck shortage and that's all I'm going to get into on
0: that. Wow. Okay. Can't wait to see that go between that and the miming. I mean, gosh, it's a must watch.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think and there's three pregnant women on our cast. Like we all got married at first sight, all of us from the show married at first sight. And so we're going along with this pandemic. And some of us literally just came off the seasons, like this show series fresh off. And we're stuck in a side with these people that we just met at the altar on TV. So it's really funny to see how not only like codependent we've become on each other being stuck together, but it's funny to see our lives and how there's lifetime and merit for sight's never gone beyond decision day with us except for a few chosen couples. So now you get to see like what Beyond Decision Day looks like.
0: Why do you think that it's particularly interesting right now? Is it just because everybody's at home?
1: I think it's interesting because the audience has seen us like grow from not knowing each other as strangers, trying to figure us out. And then we stay together and we keep going, like we live our lives. So what I think makes this interesting is not only do you get to see these people who did this in front of a camera, you get to see how they're handling like a pandemic too, and it actually might help people in relationships and stuff. Because in the, the day, we're all going through this; we're all stuck inside with people. You know, this really gets to help people resonate. Like, maybe we're not all getting along. Maybe we're all getting bored. Like, too much of our kids. We don't know what to do right now. Like, what's going on? Our people are losing their jobs in the series. People are having to rearrange their careers and stuff. And there are. A lot of people having to do that, so it's a really good way for people to see like it's going to be okay. This is normal. Like you guys are not alone. Mm. So I think that's what really is cool about it. And people are having babies on there. I think we're about to hit like a baby room. Like, in this oh my room.
0: god, everyone's having a baby.
1: <laughs> I'm like, it
0: was like one right after another. All my best friends, my cousin, everybody's having children. I'm like, God, I guess I'm really in the minority here now.
1: <laughs> I'm like, is that me? Is that like part of the? we have to do that? No.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. You guys were talking about that in that March 12th video, how you both said, and I love this because I could totally see myself doing it. Like when you got interviewed by the experts, you're like, yeah, two to three kids very soon. I would love that. And then you got into it and things were a little rocky in the beginning between the two of you. And you're like, we don't want kids. And then at that point you were getting more warm to the idea again. Like, yeah, I think so. We love each other. I recognize you're a good human who I want to partner with on many things, but I kind of love I love that right now you have a creative baby, which I always say, like when you release something creative into the world, it's like birthing, it's like birthing a child, but obviously not as intense, but you do have to like hold it, take care of it, be more intense with it because it can't take care of itself yet until it grows up to a place where the world is holding it in a bigger way. So you've got your creative baby, but do you think like down the line, you want to add a little one to that? And like, where are your thoughts about that now?
1: Oh, so that's a fun question because we are getting a little more serious about it. We're actually, um, trying to figure out where we're going to buy a house. I think we're looking at Colorado as like our home destination after wow. we're California, because we knew California wasn't a permanent stay. Okay. So, you know, that's number one question is where do we want to raise our child? And, and I feel like when we're getting to this conversation, that means, I'm pretty sure we're getting closer and closer to wanting to actually have because we talk about like, what we want how we want to raise our child, what its values we want to have it, like ooh, what would we name it? What do you want? So it's conversations come up more and more now. So I think I think it's uh, you know, I don't know. I don't it's know. coming
0: po- potentially.
1: Potentially. <laughs> not right now. Cause I'm yes. a cleaner. So, when that maybe like in a year and a half or so that's something that'll be in the future.
0: I love that. And, you know, something I wanted to ask you about too, because I I told you before we started, I'm pretty newly single, trying as much as I can to get out there, but it's hard given COVID. I actually have never understood, like, before this experience of being single this past time, I would watch reality shows and be like, do these people actually want love? I don't get it. Like, why would you do that? Now that I'm in this experience, I'm like, I'd try it at this point. Honestly, why not? Whatever works. But, I'm curious, like, because a fear of mine has always been getting into a relationship and losing myself because my identity is so important to me. And I think for a lot of creative people, like their creative identity is so important to them. And so I guess I'm curious, like how you work to maintain your own identity and your own independence within this really beautiful partnership and what your advice is to others on how to do the same.
1: I think that's really, really interesting that you bring this up because actually, Jamie and I were talking about this this morning over coffee. I think what happens is eventually you can't hold yourself back anymore and it just explodes out of you. So, if you're feeling like someone you're not, then sit down with your partner and explain to them how you're feeling and what's going on. And, like, chances are, nine times out of 10, Jamie today was a proven example your partner can help you like your partner will sit down and talk to you and help you figure out why you're feeling not yourself or why you're feeling like you're in a box. And today, Jamie, actually he learned why I felt like I was in a box and I'm just so happy to be sitting here with you today. And it feels so good to talk to somebody else that understands the art of creativity and just like how to put it into play. And so talk to your partner don't hold that in and don't hold yourself back from, Expressing yourself and how you feel because that's not going to get you anywhere. If anything, that's going to suffocate you, and no, it's not going to end well. Chances are, you'll want to end up running from your partner, which that's happened to me in the past. I felt like I was losing myself, so I pushed myself away because I didn't want to lose myself. But I love my husband enough to know that I don't want to lose him, but I have to stay true to myself too, or else I can't give him the best version of myself either.
0: So powerful. It's also just so scary, though, to be vulnerable in that way. Like, I really admire that you were able to sit down with him and have that discussion because a lot of times I think we like kind of like half reveal how we're feeling, but then hold it back because we're afraid it won't get received and that's not just in a relationship. That's in like any relationship, whether you're working together in a business or you're, it's your friend or your mom and dad. We all have a tendency to like kind of not fully reveal ourselves because we're afraid it won't be received. Did you have any feeling of that going into it? And if so, how did you overcome it to state your truth?
1: Unfortunately, I didn't feel like, I, I didn't dilute what I was trying to say and I, I didn't hold back. I, didn't, I wasn't scared to tell him because I'd rather get this off my chest, then sit around and just get more sad and like, just lose myself more and more. Because one day you don't know if you can come back from that. I'd even say too, if you don't feel like you can talk about it out loud yet, start writing it down somewhere. And maybe you'll start to realize too, that if you put it out there, even on paper or something, it's not as big of a deal that it is in your head. And and maybe you don't have to talk to your partner about it. Maybe these are small changes you can make within yourself to be a better person too. I think the best advice I could say is definitely dissect what you're feeling, figure out how you can get that out of your head. Because I think that's the main thing I'm trying to say is don't hold that in, get it out somewhere. Just don't change yourself. Stay true to yourself, please. Cause you're not going to win that battle. You're not. You'll never right. win it yourself. And you're going to end up resenting
0: your partner. You're going to end up resenting yourself because you didn't say anything. It's just going to be one big, bad spiral of resentment. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't lead to anything good for anyone. Something else I told you in the beginning that I really wanted to talk with you about, I got a BFA in acting, a BA in communication. Like I've been creative my whole life, been around a lot of like dramatic people. And that can be thrilling. It It can be so thrilling to be around or dating somebody who's like, giving you the high highs and the low lows, and you can be that person too. And it's very exciting, but when it's low, it's low and it's bad. Mm-hmm. And I think as creative people, we can really tend to seek out relationships that are roller coasters like that, but I don't think that's sustainable long-term. I don't think that's the kind of person you stay with for a long time because you just can't like, it's mm-hmm. going to wear you out. The love will, the excitement of it will run dry and and the downs will be too devastating. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go through experiences like that in your past relationships? And if so, like, how did you wean yourself off of those high, high, low, low relationships into something sustainable? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
1: Yeah, I've definitely had relationships like that where they were roller coasters. And I realized that it was affecting my performance all around in my life between work, myself, and it just wasn't fair. And so I've always, how can I say this? I've always stayed so true to myself. I, I don't know why. I don't know where it came from in my head or in this personality, but something at a young age clicked inside of me and I promised myself I'll never want to be something I'm not. And I don't, it's just in my soul and it's in my blood. So when that kind of stuff happens and I see that it's affecting me negatively, I immediately have to remove myself from it and it has to go away with Jamie. He does such awesome things. for Like my life, he's been, he's been like a rock to me and it's been awesome. And you don't find people like that very often too. So I feel like those roller coasters, they don't make sense to you at the end. You don't have that rock. Like There was, my dog was attacked by another dog and it was a large dog too. And Jamie jumped, I'm not allowed to say breed because apparently you can't breed. I'm not Jamie, It was just a detail of the story. But anyways, a very large dog, very powerful dog, jumped, attacked mine, and almost killed it. And I've never seen someone do something so superhuman like that in my entire life. And ever since that day happened, like he put his life online, he put mm. I all could have turned on him. He was like on top of it, punching it. And it, my hand was like all the way in his dog's mouth. It wouldn't let go of my dog. And I. it was the scariest thing in my entire life. And when I saw that happen, that's how you know, like you got somebody good on your hands. Because a lot of people wouldn't just jump on top of a, a, an animal like that and defend you. Like, that's how I know I'm mm. keeping her. That's but beautiful. You have to share that story. It was so awesome. So I just think those little moments like that, you'll realize when it's worth to stop the arguments and you work on that relationship and make it better, versus just keep playing in toxic moments or the, that roller coaster you want to stay on. But when you start to notice that, hey, is this person bringing me down? Is this person preventing me from doing my job? And this person preventing me from being a good person? If those answers are all yes, yeah, step away. You got to just step away.
0: Those are three really good pointers. And if, if the answer is yes, I think to any of those, then either like you need to reconfigure with that person and see if they can step it up or walk away.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, you only have one life. How are you going to live it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that story you told is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing it because it was, cause you also got attacked. You said your arm was in the dog's mouth. Yeah. What you had a near death experience. What was yeah. that like, and how like how did it reprioritize things for you?
1: It's definitely made me more of an analytical person like I evaluate my surroundings a little bit better now. i don't know I don't think I'm still quite past it, to be honest, like I still have hard flashbacks and it's kind of made me paranoid honestly. I'll be very honest, and it's made me feel like it kind of woke me up about nature, what can really happen and like how strong mother nature really is compared to you. Like we're not super humans, We're not all, you can die. I'll tell you that you can, and you can get hurt and an animal can attack you. And that really changes your perspective in life. And you really realize how strong mother nature is. Yeah.
0: It's scary. I had a dog chase me earlier this year and thankfully it, nothing happened but I've never been afraid of an animal before. And I was genuinely afraid it was going to rip me to pieces. And I yeah. found out, and just for anyone listening, if you're ever getting chased by a dog, do not run. You're not supposed to run. I ran away from it. And apparently that incites it to chase you. Now, this feels like very transintuitive, but you're supposed to turn away and cross your arms. I was afraid to do that because I thought if I did that, it was going to kill me. <laughs> but, but apparently that's what you're supposed to do. And so it's it's terrifying. And we have to realize that like dogs especially certain breeds are descendants of wolves and sometimes still have those instincts, you know, just be careful out there as if we weren't scared enough for COVID. Now we've got to bend ourselves off from wild
1: animals. Just be smart. That's what I learned about all of this is just be smart with mother nature. It can't hurt you really bad. She's strong. She's a strong little girl. Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. Paria actually had a question. Our dear friend who is a mutual friend. I I have to answer it. Yes. You have to answer it. So she said, when I asked her what she would like to know, she said the following, I would personally love to know what gave her the strength to stay in the marriage when it wasn't easy. How do you know if it's right to stick it out or leave?
1: How do you know if it's right? All right. So, the relationship between Jamie and I it started off a little rocky. You know, circumstances hurt. You know, the camera in front of your face gets a little weird. But as time went on, the more and more that budding heads, I guess, started to go away. And the more and more I started to look at him in a really different way, he started to open up to me a little bit more. We actually found out we had like a lot of things in common, we had a lot of the same values. But at the end of the day, I just felt something inside of my soul and I felt something the first day I met him and that never went away. And I still have that same feeling today. And by day four of knowing Jamie, I knew I loved him and he knew he loved me. We said that to each other. And I have no shame saying that we were like four days into our marriage, right babe, four or five days. I don't know if he's married. <laughs> We literally said that we loved each other like second day into the honeymoon or something. And that feeling has never gone away. So if you have that inside of you and you meet that human, like just try, just try. Like I promise you don't run away. A lot of it comes in fear too. You're scared to, to like a human this much for some reason. Like a lot of people are scared to be vulnerable or to allow themselves to love someone. And once you open your heart up to that, a lot comes. Sounds like fun. I hope I can do it. It's a lot of therapy, girl. I recommend this too. This is going to be the total opposite advice a lot of people give you. I say, especially with the millennial generation as instant like gratification kind of people, Definitely go to couples therapy at the beginning of your relationship. Why wait till it gets bad? Like I, oh, I love that. I'm a total pro therapy. This show is very pro therapy.
0: We, we talk about it all the time. I want to destigmatize mental health. I want to, because we have to learn how we communicate, how what? are we like you're and letting this person enter yourself life in such an intimate way. You're just going to be like, no, we got it. I think it's so smart that you did that from the beginning.
1: I like, I'm a rule breaker. I'm like, who made these rules? I mean, they're not working. So why are we following them? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and that's the number one thing you're going to tell people. I'm like, listen, if you're asking me that you and your boyfriend, like you're having an issue um, and I'm going to say your boyfriend, once again, then go to couples therapy. Do not wait until you get married. Start from the beginning, start creating boundaries for you guys and learning how to communicate in a healthy manner. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing
0: no there's so much right with it it's really important yeah no and when it's broken it's too broken i mean that's the thing i commend you both so much because it's really tough when you have a rocky foundation to build on top of that or like to fix the foundation so you can build on top of that and it sounds like that's exactly what you did you saw okay we've got these cracks in the foundation so we're gonna like fill them in and like lay a new one and now you've got this
1: beautiful partnership It's cool. And we still have disagreements. Don't get us wrong. We're not like perfect. We do not like always agree with each other. And that's okay too. No one said that you had to get along with everyone hundred percent of the time. I mean, like sometimes those are not arguments. Sometimes people need to realize you're challenging each other a little bit. So, um, but you do need to learn how to communicate in a healthy way. And every day, Jamie and I get, better and better at doing that. Like we want our marriage to work and we love each other. We don't want that to go away. So we're going to do whatever it takes to be happy and work through this because we have a great life.
0: Yeah, I want, I love it. I, you're my new relationship. Uh, my new couple goals. No, but seriously, I no,
1: mean- I
0: admire you because you're honest about it. You're working through things, but you've got a beautiful foundation and you work together. I just think that's all we can ask for. I, I don't think that this idea of like, Oh, and it was magic. And then I just knew like, if you
1: have that great, good for you. But I
0: think that's very
1: rare. You know, yeah, it is, and people don't realize. Something I realized getting married was: oh, people actually have arguments, and like, not no marriage is literally perfect. I was like, oh my god, there's more of us out there. We're all crazy. Okay, cool. cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, do my broken bits match up with your broken bits, and can we like work together (laughs) to heal? Basically,
1: equally messed up. Yeah, together.
0: Yeah, exactly. Speaking of though, like you're my new couple goals. Is there anybody like either in the maths world or just in real life that you really look up to as a couple or that you just love?
1: Yes. Greg and Deanna. I literally, sometimes I go, oh my God, what would Greg and Deanna do Jane? Is this how they would handle things? I love them. I I, I don't understand how a couple is so like perfect for each other. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. And I we still keep in contact with them. Anytime I'm in Charlotte, we always see Greg and Deanna. I cried when she told me she was pregnant. On TV, I cried. I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just so so emotional right now. I've never cried when somebody told me that they were pregnant before. I love them. That is some real couples' goals right there. Okay, let's look up Greg and Deanna, everybody. I look up Greg and Deanna. There Diana is probably one of just the most grounded women I've ever met in my life. I don't don't know how she does it. Yeah. That's a really great soul. They're both just really great souls. those are my couple goals too. I love it. The real deal. Mm -hmm. And then I'm wondering, wait, I got one question. Would you ever go on married at first sight?
0: Honestly, that's what I'm saying. I can understand it. And I would think about it. I would think about it now because it's the dating apps are so weird and so hard and COVID is happening. So like everyone would have to at least get tested on there. I would know they would be on their shit. Like you're not <laughs> going to lie to me about taking a COVID test and then like going to some weird party. So I could, especially right now, I'd be open to it for sure.
1: Yes. Okay. For sure. Sanitation. You think perfect? I should do it? <laughs> <laughs> but I think you would actually, I think you would do really well. You seem very open-minded and that's how I was when I went out there and they're asking me all these questions I go literally I have got no secrets I mean what you see is what it is there's nothing that's going to pop out and say boo to you guys I'm sorry yeah you're so
0: open I mean I love I just love you you've got such a beautiful energy I think the biggest part that would be hard for me my dad wouldn't care but my mom would be really weird about it (laughs) (laughs) screw her Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately she wants me to be happy though. So if it led me toward a wonderful human being that she likes and that my dad likes and that we could all like be family together, I think she'd be fine with it. She'd have a hard time with it at first because she's weirdly traditional. I always call her my little Puritan. Hey, we have
1: that one person that keeps us grounded though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, she keeps us grounded. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> give us the reality the bluntness of it all
0: yeah so I'm curious though because this was another question I had and I guess maybe if I end up doing it I would want your advice but like season 12 is about to come up what advice would you give to these new people who are going out there and like making themselves vulnerable and opening themselves up to marrying a stranger
1: I mean you've already done the hard part you made yourself vulnerable and open don't stop now. I guess, um, just stay very open-minded. That's all I can say is whatever rules you thought you knew or whatever you thought you knew about yourself. Yeah. Just go ahead and forget all of that. Cause you're about to rediscover yourself all over again. So that's why I say, stay very open-minded because if you don't, you're, you're going to have a really hard time on this show and it's really going to show too. So I would just say, just stay very open-minded and, um, Erase all of the rules you have for yourself. Mm, I think
0: that's good advice in life. Mm -hmm. Whenever we're making a lot of rules for ourselves, is usually when we're not living authentically. Because if you are living authentically, you wouldn't need to have rules; you would just
1: live. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, just getting back to like your younger self and the little girl who used to like paint on her walls, (laughs) I believe creativity is deeply connected to the inner child. So, I'm wondering if you and your younger self were standing in the same room. What do you think she would say to you now and why?
1: I think the first question she would ask me is, did we make it? Did we do it? I'm like, we did it, girl. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, I just want to, I, I, I think she would ask me, like, did you stay authentic? Did you stay true to yourself? And I really, truly think that's what I would ask myself and tell me, like, like a 13-year-old Beth would look at 31-year-old Beth and be like, but you stayed yourself, right? Like you're still cool though, right? And I'm like, yes, girl, we did it. We stayed cool. And what would you say to her and why? I would say to her, you're doing everything just fine. Just keep doing it. Like I've always been a fighter, I've always stayed positive, I've never given up. And I would tell her, don't let anyone steal that from you. Hold on to that because that's going to get you really far in life.
0: Beth, thank you. You are wonderful, incredible human. I'm so excited for all the creative projects you have, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks to my guest Beth Bice. For more on Beth, follow her at JustBeth_underscore_underscore on Instagram, at JustBeth246 on Twitter, and also be sure to subscribe to her YouTube. Just search Beth Bice. You can watch Beth on Married at First Sight Couples Cam when it returns to Lifetime in January 2021. Thanks to Liz Full for the show's theme music. Follow her at Liz Full. And again, thank you. If you like what you heard today, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show on Spotify. Share the show with a friend and post about it on social media. Tag me at Lauren LaGrasso and at Unleash Your Inner Creative and I will repost to share my gratitude. And also tag Beth at justbeth_underscore_underscore, underscore underscore, so she can share it too. My wish for you this week is that you take time to notice what lights you up. We all deserve to have that childlike wonder Beth has found in video creation. So notice when that comes around and seek out more moments like that. I love you and I believe in you. Talk with you next week.